minutes ago. Uh, it's me. Wait, that was another one. Oh, no! I already did that one. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast, with your host, with your host, with your host Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. America in Canada and Singapore and wherever else you're listening from France France too yeah um, shout out to William hello hello everyone welcome to episode 53 the beginning of a new year for the nerdy misfits nerdy misfit year nerdy misfit year one technically. year two now or do you classify that the first year is like year zero because then it's like the one year anniversary so then are we now in year one or are we going in, are we in year two well we talked about <laughs> if we were going to split the because when you're doing the podcast, you can split into seasons. It's true. Is this season two? No, I'm just. Uh, gonna, we're just continuing just continue it. Continuing <laughs> season one forever. Welcome to the continuation of season one, episode fifty-three. But the second year. But the second year. You can you can tell when it's season two. You just divide by fifty-two. Exactly. Um. So anyway, so this past week was May fourth, Star Wars Day. A lot of Star Wars content over the last. Little I would bit. say a lot of Star Wars content over the last Mon- week, but nothing in particular for May 4th. Other really. than some small shows getting released. Because technically, May 3rd was when Visions was technically quotations released. You could have watched it. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But that was the May but, 4th big the, yeah, the thing that came out. Exactly. Because two shows got released, which was the Star Wars Visions and then full episodes of the Young Jedi Adventures, which yes. is more of like a youth kid show. Is that canon? Um, uh, it's it's set during the High Republic, so yeah, it is. I saw a really horrible meme on. I think it was on TikTok, and it it, it showed clips from the new Young Jedi show, and then it showed like clips of Anakin. Oh no! And I was like, oh, different time zone. Oh different time no! Zone. <laughs> different. It's 150 years before Anakin existed. It's, it's fine. Oh okay, then it's yeah, fine. yeah, it's They're during safe the High Republic. Now. They're safe for now. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, because I was like, oh no, too soon, too soon. I'll but probably watch out. it. And then a week previous was the uh, Jedi Survivor came yeah, out. Which is all, this is all you right now because I, I haven't played it. Well, no one's played it. If you have a PC, you just, it's incapable of playing. <laughs> it's had some bugs. Lots of issues. Lots of issues. Um, I was able to get through. So a couple of my friends also play the, got the game for the PC. And we all have different components builds for our computer some that are newer some that are older some that are kind of a hybrid of new stuff and older stuff and uh we've all had issues so some that are running windows 10 that's some that are on windows 11 doesn't matter um i was able to get through the oh my god i'm just hitting my everything goodness. the recap uh that did like a nice little um, last time on jedi fun no, well yeah it did like a cutscene of like a Pretty good review of the first game. There's a couple years in between or yeah, something like that. And I know there's a book that comes out that talks about I got to about... the menu okay. Okay. Nice. Good. So I was able to change all of my graphical settings to the way I like it because it was definitely not at the right um, resolution for my monitor. But now it is. So that's okay. nice. And then I clicked play and then it did the same recap again. And then it crashed. Ooh. So... I, know, I have not been able to... I've just been giving it some time, kind of keeping my eye out, seeing if people are able to play. Uh, the two others that are playing on PC have not... I think the one has gotten some distance into the game okay. and yep. then ran into issues. 
I do he know that. Run, he was running into issues where when he needed to update the game, it wanted him to update, but the game's big. It's like 130 yeah. gigs or something. But it And he does not have tons of space on his computer. And it was like, to do this update, you need another 130 gigs. But the update's only like two gigs or something. And he, yeah, it was some bug. So I think he ended up uninstalling, reinstalling, and then it worked. it's been working kind of for him. And then... Yeah, he's reached out to me because there's certain characters that pop up in the game so far, and he's like, I don't know anything about these characters. Are they new characters? They're new characters to the game, but nice. they are characters from early on in the stories of, because that the we haven't seen. Because the games are canon. Although yeah. These two newest games. Yeah, uh, Battlefront 2... Some of the story in Battlefront 2? Yeah, there's two other Star Wars games that have come out since the whole Disney bot okay. situation that are canon. I can't remember what the other one is, though. I just know that though. EA's been making yeah. Star Wars games for a while, I'm pretty sure. So, But yeah, no, there's characters that... New creatures, new characters that appear in this game that are now canon, and that we'll probably see more of them later on through different sources of material. But yeah, I'm excited to play it when it works. Give it a couple weeks. And it seems to be pretty open world. Um, some people saying... To its detriment, like it's almost too open world, where I okay. like, wish they had a little bit more structure, like do this. But I'm, I mean, we've talked about it with Pokemon. I'm a big fan of just being like, do what you want. Yeah, explore, do whatever you want. I'd rather yeah, yeah. waste the hundred hours if the game takes thirty hours, but I ended up playing a hundred hours because I'm just going all over the place. Like, yeah, that means I had a great time. That's fair. And it's just bad timing because I was hoping to play some of the Star Wars game. Like, I was hoping to play Jedi Survivor this past week. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, play some Zelda because Zelda comes out later this week. Yep. And I was like, oh, crud. Yeah, Jedi Survivor not working. You got to wait for Zelda. Either way, I'll probably end up streaming maybe for on the Nerdy Misfit channel for the Star Wars. I don't, yeah, have, anything for the, I don't have anything for the Switch, so I'm not going to stream uh, Zelda. I'll just enjoy it. Exactly. Now we'll talk about it. And then we'll talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll get Gray because we know Gray's a huge Zelda fan. Oh, he's beyond excited. Exactly. Extremely excited. As he mentioned a few episodes back, he was super excited and he's going to get the early release, I think. And oh, and he's been asking uh, many people about, oh, are you getting it? What are you excited for? There are some changes that I'm not excited about about the game. Like, I shouldn't say not excited. I have to play to see how yeah. I end up liking it. I know that a lot of people didn't like the durability system of the first game. Okay. Where you would pick up. Okay, a branch makes sense, breaks, but some people didn't like that you would pick up, maybe you find a flame sword or whatever they were called, and you're like, this is cool, and then it would break, right? Oh. Any, any item other than the Master Sword would break. Master Sword went on cooldown. Gotcha, okay. And now you can combine items. So say you are using, I don't know, a twig, mm-hmm. and the twig is about to break. You One of the new skills from, I'm going to call it the Link Tablet, is that you can combine it with something else. So you can combine it with like a sword, like a rusty sword. Hmm. And now its durability is reset, but now it's got like length to it. Okay. So it's kind of a, you know, they're still going to break eventually. Cause yeah. I don't think you can do three things. It's only two, but you can extend durability, I guess in a way, which is interesting. It's new, but yeah, Jedi survivor. Definitely uh, excited to play it. Yep. Excited to potentially stream it. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. <laughs> Fingers crossed that it will work. Exactly. But other than that, the Mandalorian finished since yep. we we were in our 
craze of working towards the one year where we recorded our episode 51 where we did a recap ourselves yep. of what we episode enjoyed. 52 where we 52, had eight where of we you had, guys we had jump on. fellow misfits on which is crazy that episode is actually doing really well by the way a lot of people i've heard some feedback and people are loving it um some of them were like wow i didn't know how soft-spoken i was <laughs> i was like you're fine yeah so we, did, we were happy to have some some fellow misfits on to basically you know feed our ego Pretty much, you know what? Let's let's face it. No, no, it was good to hear from them and hear from what well, they see enjoy. What, see what they enjoy and see what pe- people are looking forward to more stuff. Which now we have to do more stuff. Yeah, now we have to do more stuff and actually, you know, go through with it and do it for not just for us, but, but for, for people them. that are looking forward to for it. the fans. For the fans, do for the do for the fans, ma. But in all that, the Mando ended. The Mandalorian season three ended. What is? Uh, I don't know if we want to spoil too much of it, but what is your overall thoughts? Mm, I liked it. <laughs> that's it. All right, moving on. All right, guys, that's the episode. <laughs> I mean, I haven't disliked any of the the Mandalorian seasons. Mm-hmm. I think Boba Fett was probably the the it, worst. It's not a Mandalorian season, but I thought that it that made, was that was season two point five. Let's yeah, it was a little here. bit lacking because it it felt like it was supposed to be a complete Boba story, but then it wasn't. Yeah, Mando came in and took over basically. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. I think. Yeah. For that's. For that series, mm-hmm. but in terms of just the Mandalorian, I kind of liked the. We didn't get too much of Mandalore, but I liked some of like the nuances. Um, you know, going down and exploring it, exploring it a bit. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get even more in the come seasons to come. So I did enjoy that. Um, other than that, I don't mean any uh, particular things that like stand out to you outside of Mandalore. Or? I just like I like the return of Bo Katan and just I think I'm I'm pretty sure the actress is the same yep. actress that did the voice. Voices it, yeah. And I just think she, they killed the like she's such a good character in in both like the Clone Wars and and in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. because she really does care about her people. She does. And even though she's kind of crazy, but well, in the Clone Wars, she starts off as kind of a a villain quote yeah anti-hero because she uh is against her sister her sister's all about peace and yeah. not fighting which is totally against all mandalorian culture uh. blah 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 blah. because she's part of death watch mm-hmm. and but at the end of the day she kind of sees her sister's side and kind of tries to balance it and understands that you know can't always fix things by just fighting away and if everyone's dead then who's there to fight so she obviously understands that at some point, she needed to yeah. give up or, you know, to save her people, which obviously she tells people in this season. Yep. But I thought her character kind of arc was really well done. I agree with that, yeah. And the combining of clans and whatnot. Yeah. Which, why are there so many Mandalorian, like... You know, they talk about, like, how this is about obscure, rare race, and then all of a sudden, there's, like, hundreds of them. But but technically not Mandalorian, but Mandalorian, Man- right? Mandalorian-inspired, it's... Yeah. Well, it's because like Mandalorians are people born in Mandalore. Yeah, but then baptized and but, the whole shebang. But that's but then, the other thing. It's but yeah, you can be like adopted into the Mandalorian family. Are you part of the Mandalorian culture? Right? Yeah. Are you baptized as a Mandalorian? Exactly. So it's less of a race and more of a religion. It is <laughs> familiar but to also, another real life. Religion, exactly. Right? Like where you know. So it is, and that's kind of a cool mirroring of mm-hmm. real life in Star Wars, obviously. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. I still thought it was pretty good. I thought, I thought the one scene with uh, Grogu 
uh, fighting the other youngling yeah. was kind of funny. That was good. It also looks just... People thought regular Yoda looked ridiculous jumping around with yeah, lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. A little tiny tiny Grogu is, uh, is a treat. Jumping around, just like eating himself. Yep. That's, uh, that's something. That's fair. I look forward to him in uh, Mandalorian armor. <laughs> it's going to look weird, but it's going to look cute in a way. He's going to get the, the dark saber. Oh, could you imagine? The dark saber's <laughs> like three times his size. Get it adjusted. Jeez Louise. What did you think of the season? Um, though? I got a little bit of notes here, but I basically say like, if you like Clone Wars and Rebels, you'll like this season. Again, that, that's fair. That's yeah. literally it. Like, Which I do think, oh, in my opinion, I don't know if you agree, but I think they're doing a really good job of starting to bring in the animated content into. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, you know. And bringing it where it kind of belongs. Easter eggs and stuff from Not just, characters right? and like, stuff. You bring in Bo-Katan, but yeah. it, it makes sense. Obviously, we met her earlier. But even Ahsoka, right? We brought Ahsoka yeah. in to live action. In parts where it mattered, where it kind of made exactly. sense. It wasn't, it wasn't just, forced. Exactly, which I liked. The uh, Luke thing, it was it, a little it, bit more. A little forced, but it also kind of makes sense because of Luke's sense. journey during the timeline. But the one thing I didn't like was it was followed. it followed under the lines of, Oh, just in the nick of time. Yeah, of course, the uh, Skywalker. The one came. Jedi showed up. Yeah, and you're like, okay, whatever. But then it parallels that to season two because then it shows us that he's not the last Jedi. Exactly. Because Ahsoka's there. Exactly. You know. Um, but yeah, I say like it's great Easter eggs over the season of characters from past shows that we've seen. Um, yep. From both live action and animated. Some uh, making their first live action appearances. Yeah, which was also crazy. Um, I also have a note saying I don't think it'll necessarily be the end of the Mandalorian show because season four isn't confirmed. But if they don't do another season of the Mandalorian, I think it will just be Bo Katan will just get her own show because is, they kind of wrapped totally up. Okay with. They kind of wrapped up Mando's story a bit. Yeah, like yeah, I see not the saying. retired aspect per se. Like it doesn't say that he's like retired or anything. But they've if he's you look redeemed, at his story. He's, Started with Grogu. He's sa- he, well, one, he figured out who Grogu was. He yep. s- technically saved Grogu. And without spoiling things, there's other relationships built, etc. And then on top of that, it's um he he redeems himself. Exactly. In the eyes of his people. Exactly. And then it's kind of, this is very film-based, but the very end of the show when they do like the whole circle and everything like that, mm-hmm. that's very much like a cowboy western style ending. Be like, whoop, that's the end of the show, guys. Yeah. So like in a way that... Um, I would like a Bo-Katan show, though. I feel like, like they could do it. Fixing or mm-hmm. bringing back Mandalore to its glory. It's either the next show will be literally called Bo-Katan or literally it will be called The Mandalorians. Like, just pluralize it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest takeaway from this is, so when I was watching the show, um, I was watching it with Tim, the D&D guy. I was at his house. We were watching it. And as we are watching it, I was like, dude, it's so weird that like Dave Filoni hasn't made a cameo yet. And I crap you not, two minutes later, it's in the last few minutes of the final episode, <laughs> I look on the screen and watching it. I'm like, oh, look, a dude in the cowboy. I was like, oh, that's Dave Filoni. And I just enjoy that he's wearing his hat. Like Dave this Filoni's signature way. hat. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, if I feel like it's so weird to see Dave Filoni if he's not wearing a cowboy hat. And I feel like if he wasn't wearing it in the scene, you would not have known it was him. Yeah, he's... That is fair. Like, that's you, you his staple. Know, you know him by what? The hat, like it's like his look. Exactly. Um, so oh, I was he just super looks like a regular dude. Exactly. Just another common humanoid on these planets. Um, so I was super happy with just seeing Dave Filoni. I don't know why I got super excited, but I was like surprised he he's still there. I was like, yeah, there he is. First live action appearance. Um, yeah, I'm super excited to see what the Ahsoka show will bring. I'm excited because I'll, I'm not even someone who's read 
books mm-hmm. of Star Wars lore in terms of either whether it's Legends or not, which does seem like Disney is potentially interested in bringing in some Legends characters. I think I think what lore. you're looking for is Filoni is interested in bringing. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. But it it does seem like there's some characters that people aren't sure who they are from the trailers, yep. and I'm excited to see what time like if you know anything about what's kind of going on with Soka, then you know that matt's favorite thing is involved which is time travel so we could be seeing some pretty interesting we could see characters. time displacement we could see a jump of time in the show itself exactly and it's a way where we will be able to see well it'll be creative way of seeing mm-hmm. characters that fans love from potential books yep brought into canon with other favorite characters like ahsoka which they've done already. So if you remember in season one or season two of Mandalorian, when Mando is on, I think it's Tatooine to be honest, he's on the planet and he sees the dude who has the Boba Fett's armor. He's a character from the books. He's in what's called the Aftermath trilogy. And he's like a main character throughout it. And that was like one of the first times we saw a book character, book character canon on the live screen. And then same with um, the Wookiee that we see, Black Tristanthon. Yep. He's from the comics, so that was like good to see a comic book character on live action. Like they're not shying away from but Sith. I know, I know. I'm getting to that. <laughs> that one is going to be interesting to see who they are, who they are, what timeline, and how this is going to connect to everything else. Yeah, too right. Because we really don't know when the Ahsoka show is taking place. Like that's the other thing we, we, do, we, we do, but we, we don't. don't. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and. Would it be cool to have Ahsoka be the person that really brings the Jedi back? Well, I'm curious to see because she's not she doesn't consider herself a Jedi. No, but realistically, she holds upholds the beliefs of the Jedi better than Jedi. I agree, but I'm curious if they're gonna drop the title of what her character technically is, which is called the Wayseeker. Right. So that's like the canonized. I'm putting air quotes up here. The canonized term of what basically a great Jedi is. Yeah, like the Ronin Jedi. Yeah, not not to that extent because Ronin is very much tad closer to the dark side, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but... but but he's very much a wayseeker, gray Jedi kind of character. But I'm curious if, depending when the Ahsoka story takes place, we could see it closer to after Luke's school has failed. That's we could what I see mean, students from Luke's school too. I like, want to see her teach people because we saw Luke fail. Yeah, we know that he fails, and the reason Luke fails, well, we well we know because we. If you watch a trilogy, but nonetheless, he tries to repeat exactly what the Jedi were. Yeah. Which is the issue. But he didn't know any better either, right? This is true. But comes to the whole burning of all the Jedi books and stuff. That's kind of the introduces the idea that this is garbage. Yeah. This is not the way. This is not the way. This is the way. This is not the way. Oh, crap. (laughs) So I want to see, I would love to see Ahsoka be the, because she has flirted with the dark side yeah. in ways and she's obviously seen it up close and personal to someone that she cares about probably more than anyone realistically mm-hmm. she can see what it can do but she also see saw the issues with the jedi agreed when you especially when you look at the case of the Ahsoka's only done good for the jedi and then the jedi council was willing to almost like had to have an argument about whether she was guilty or not of doing some horrible stuff yep what like there's there's no the way. council is actually so corrupted and it goes long before the phantom menace we, we see it in the high republic books 
where it it's always been corrupted and that's just that's government well that's the issue that's why jedi probably should never be involved exactly. in politics but they kind of have to because at the end of the day how are they supposed to intergalactic help? people you know yeah how are they supposed to, and well how are they supposed to help anyone exactly that's why the outer rim is the way to go where the jedi don't go basically so i am interested to see if she ends up becoming that new figure to lead the new order whatever they end up calling them yeah maybe they're not even called jedi that's fine but the idea that she can pass on her teachings and her beliefs, which I think are a little bit more realistic for the world. Yeah. I'm just curious how that's going to be added to the canon if they go that route. That's the, that's <laughs> a lot the of issue. Books with the, yeah, I know. A lot of books. Um, or they release movies. Who knows? I mean, true. I mean, Dave Floney is going to be directing one of the movies, which is crazy. So I'm interested. To, well, we'll see what they end up choosing yeah. to route they end up choosing to go down. Okay. But... Um, before moving on to the Star Wars Vision stuff, I was going to mention, too, we briefly talk about books and everything, and as people, listeners know that I'm the book person. You read books? I read books. I dabble. I like, like to read books. I like to read books. Um, so the way Star, Star Wars High Republic works is they've done two phases now, complete, almost. First phase was um, takes place 150 years before Phantom Menace. They did three waves of that. Great story. Some of my favorite Star Wars characters are in those series. And then late last year, the beginning of this year, they introduced the Star Wars Hieroglyphic Phase 2, which takes place 100 plus years before Phase 1. So it's the prequels to the, the books that came out the year before. And that just wrapped up for the young adult, the youth novel and everything. There's one manga volume that still has to come out and then some single issue comics. And then I'll grab the paperbacks of those. But then... Phase three of High Republic starts in November, but we don't know when the timeline is yet. We don't okay. know if this is going to be a sequel series to the first one or they're going to do it um, a prequel to the prequel. Because it seems like, I think it was kind of like a gag where they're like, all right, we're going to do this one series and then the next one's going to be a prequel to those. So I kind of feel like they're going to be like the way the movies are where it's like, here's yeah, original the trilogy, prequel, yeah. and, and then, then ooh, they're like, oh, this new this series is the sequel. To is the sequel. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of I'm I feel like that's what they're gonna end up doing. Is that just Star Wars for life now? I think it is. That's just <laughs> yeah, movies, prequels followed by the sequels. So we'll see. I don't know. Some can argue that that's a little bit of a mess order, and maybe that's what causes certain issues. Maybe retconning, but not retconning. Turns out when you release movies like 30 years later, apparently it doesn't work. Apparently, things technology changes which gives you newer ideas which then don't make sense which creates cgi yoda jumping around and people don't like it well even just you look at the original star wars trilogy and just the way technology is advanced for us in the real world you look at the aiming system on like the millennium falcon and yeah. this is supposed to be the future of what the prequels are right yeah. but the prequels are so much better yeah in terms because how are they to know but then they tried to remaster the old ones too, right? And those really didn't look good either. And it's yeah, just well. leave well enough alone, I guess. Uh, but anyways, so moving Which on. Which brings us to May 4th. May, May the 4th, 4th be, with, be you. with you. Revenge of the 5th, so on and so forth. Um, so Star Wars Vision Season 2 came out, which if you guys don't know about that, the first season was eight different animation studios, all from Japan. Um, they all had their own each individual episodes, an anthology series, all different stories. So they brought it back for season two, but instead of doing it where they're all Japanese animation studios, they decided to go... They decided to go worldwide. Worldwide. So the nine animation studios, um, I'm not going to list them right now, but I'll tell you we guys where they're We did go over from. them in a previous episode. We did, right? I can't yeah. remember what episode. Maybe we'll, we'll link it in yeah. the description. But we have Spain, Ireland, Chile, the UK, South Korea, France, India, Japan, 
and South Africa. And, and it shows. There's, I would say, even on your initial look, every episode drastically is different, unique, and it very unique. Some are better, some are worse. I mean, but that was the same for the first season. Yeah, and that is all Japan. So exactly, it's a hit. Just goes miss. to show you that animation, like how I think it's as some as people that cover a lot of animation content, it really does show you how unique animation can be. I agree. Well, even it like based doesn't always on, have to be copy pasta isekais that look exactly the same. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so this season had nine episodes. I believe the first season had eight episodes. Um, out of all of the animation studios, for any of our listeners, the only animation studio you might recognize would be Ardman Studios. So if you've seen Chicken Run, Pirates Band of Misfits, um, Flushed Away, uh, Wallace and Gromit, Wallace and Gromit. Uh, Shaun the Sheep. Um, it's that animation, claymation, stop motion company. And um, they did episode four. But all the other studios, I'm not familiar. I don't know, Connor, if you know any of them. But, uh, no, none of them looked familiar to me. Um, but yeah, so I watched all the episodes. I know you I haven't been able to. You haven't them. been able to. Life gets in the way. Um, so I reviewed them all. I don't want to. I don't want to like. I don't know. Potentially, maybe look down. forward to shorts of breakdowns of the episodes. Yeah, that could work too. Um, give but, us, give us your. So there's nine episodes. Nine episodes. Give us your top three and oh. why they were your top three. Easy peasy. Um, so first off, all, like you said, all the animation studios are unique. I love them all. Some of them, again, I was like, mm, not the biggest fan, but it like was still interesting. Or just you weren't like, that's not your cup of tea. You wouldn't want to watch a whole show. I wouldn't say any of the animations are jarring. I think it's just different styles of animation that us as Northwestern culture are not usually familiar with. That's fair. I think the other thing is you're going from one maybe yeah you really liked and then you're jumping right to it exactly but that's also makes what that's what makes the series so unique too right yeah because you're able to see oh this one that looks more like paper drawings for example and then you're going to stop motion and then you're going to full-on cgi and you're like wow it's crazy what we're able to do you know what i mean for animation um so it just shows that i'm like you said different countries have different it's even like western you look at us in the americas Mm mm-hmm and you look at cartoons. Exactly. So drastically different than animation from Japan. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Well, even like a good example, this is a weird one. I was, I want to talk more about this on a future episode, but if you go and Google Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, you can see the different styles of animation oh, yeah. alone that They're... North America is, is able to do. And you see ones in the 90s to the early 2000s to the what we have now and a few years back. Like it just goes to show you the different animation possibilities well, and i think we're starting to take a lot well depending on the studio studio because cartoons don't seem to have as high quality in the west mostly due to one they're episodic there's not yeah. some overarching story they're not following any source material it's just whatever they writ, wrote writ. wrote i speak written. english english good whatever they wrote and uh it's just sim- very simplistic i would say yeah. overall but then you look at Obviously, a lot of Japanese animation mm-hmm. is based off of source material. So you've already kind of have a guideline and art style that you kind of have to uphold. Yeah. And they've been, let's face it, Japan's been doing animation forever. Yep. Right? So definitely. I didn't, You have an animation book, don't you? The History of Animation? Yeah, yeah. I remember you bringing that one time, which is very interesting to see how, really how cool. long 
animation and from animation Japanese. Been going on. But then you look at this though. I mean, I know this is international, but it goes to show you that you can do different animation styles and you can create an an episodic series. Yep. I know it's an anthology series, but you still have the ability to make good content. No, yeah, and obviously then it's not the thing holding it back is more was that a good story or not? Exactly. But continuing to your top three. Anyways, top three. I'll go in order of where they went. Um, not in top three, like in no particular order. But um, episode one, literally called Sith. And it's from a studio called... I'm going to butcher these names first off. This one, I think, is called El Giri. El Giri? El I don't Giri? know. It's Spain. Um, and this one... This being the first episode, I was just watching it. I was super excited to watch the rest of the episodes um, because this one's use of imagery for color was really well done because obviously inside Star Wars content itself, there's always the imagery of color where basically the Jedi are mostly green and blue. You have your purples and yellows, whatever, but your main colors are green and blue and then you go to the Sith and it's just always red, <laughs> right? So you always have that sim symbology of the colors going against each other but this one was super interesting because the main character is like a painter and she uses light colors to paint everything and then anytime she stops to paint she always gets frustrated because black keeps showing up right after her, like trying to take over it so the whole episode is just her in basically balancing the force on the imagery of color and there's a really cool lightsaber battle that happens um but it's just such a i don't know it's super unique in my opinion because it's less, it's obviously the stories about the characters, but what's happening in the background also tells the story of how the character is feeling and the emotion of the other characters that are in it. Mm -hmm. And literally the, it shows the aspect of the force that it's hard to find the balance of light and dark. Yeah, it's very good imagery too with art. It was art. beautiful. Um, moving on to episode four, which is the episode I was most excited for, which was Artman Studios. Um nice little pod racing episode basically who doesn't love pod um, racing i loved seeing a claymation wookie that was great um okay. crap ton of easter eggs um we see an easter egg of death star the main character has a max rebo plushie they're selling porg merchandise at the pod race oh um <laughs> the whole reason why the pod race is happening is for flight academy and the host is wedge Antilles, which is one of the pilots during a new hope so there is like a crap ton of Easter eggs in this one. Um, another cool thing too is that there's Easter eggs outside of Star Wars. So if you're a fan of like Wallace and Gromit, you see the spaceship that they take to the moon. It's I in think the that background. That's pretty interesting that um, they decided to do that. But I respect it. Right? It fit the story. And like if you knew Wallace and Gromit, you'd be like, oh yeah, no, no, that is there. Yeah. Uh, I think the garbage compactor shows up from Wallace and Gromit as well. But yeah, the Easter eggs were phenomenal. Cute story, honestly. Um, oh, another fun one is you'll find this funny too, is the mom is welding something. So as the welding mask, she holds up and it's just the Mandalorian mask and she's using Beautiful. that as a welding mask. I was like, ah, that's good. And obviously the episode literally being called I am your mother, huge Easter egg, huge yeah. giveaway. Uh, but that's the United Kingdom studio. But the, uh, the story was cute. Nice little mom daughter story. Yep. It's cute to see a, an episode that wasn't force heavy in comparison to a lot of the other episodes where it's mostly like Jedi battle fight or lightsaber battle fight, you know? And this one was just like a wholesome pod race episode. Which is fair. I mean, obviously I'm someone who loves the lightsaber battles. Yeah. I just love the action. But 
not everyone ha is a force wielder in the universe. Exactly. That's the reality of. I guess everyone has the force. In the, yeah, but but not everyone can wield exactly. the force, and not everyone de definitely not everyone wields a lightsaber. Also true. So there, Which we do see in other and episodes. This is supposed actually, to be this but, vast multi-galaxy craziness yeah. world. There's sometimes there are just regular people. Exactly. Pod racing, having some Pod good times. Have some you know? good times. Wedge and the Tilly's most dangerous there. racing ever. <laughs> it gets pretty insane. I'll be <laughs> honest. Um, and then my other top three episode would be episode five, which is called "Journey to the Dark Head." The studio is Studio Mirror, M I R. And let me just see where this studio is from. South Korea. It's a South Korea studio. Okay. Um, and this added a lot of like imagery and mythos to the Star Wars lore. You're dealing with a character that talks about how she sees this vision on a stone and she has to go cut off one of the heads to the sacred statues. And the two statues break like light and dark. Okay. So then they bring a Jedi with her and you kind of see the Jedi of him battling between the light and the dark himself it, it's very interesting i could definitely see more source material based on this episode like i could see a young adult book or like just a book in general about the two characters because their chemistry was really good and just wanting to know more about those were two particular characters out of all the other episodes this one of my those characters interest you the most exactly okay. because it also kind of reminded me i think it's season two or season three of clone wars when Anakin, Ahsoka, and Obi-Wan go to that one planet and there's the statues and there's the old dude with his kids. Uh, Well, that's supposed to be like the force. Yeah. The, right? yeah. the god. God yeah. with his dark and light side of the force. Yeah, that whole yeah. thing. It kind of gave me that feel a little bit. It was like the like shove... It was the... what? It was basically the embodiment of good and bad forced down your throat as if yep. the dark side and the light side of the force was not good enough. We needed to get some... Imagery. We needed like full out entities. Yeah. To, to be fair, there was there was a cool part in that episode where he well, sees like the vision of the future. Yeah, and, and there's but, a lot of cool things in it. I it wasn't my favorite. No, but it's memorable because it's definitely different. memorable. But I it kind of gave me that style feel of like. I just felt it was signs. so forced. Not <laughs> yeah. Forced. I just felt my the thing I disliked about the episode was we already know the concept of good and bad in yeah. terms of Star Wars: the dark side, the light side. How maybe some characters need to kind of be in the middle you can't it's not necessarily good to just be on one full side of exactly. it exactly and i just felt it was almost a way of babying star wars fans into being like okay here's this overall entity this is the sun the good and bad and see what happened oh no crazy the bad is taking over the imbalancement of the force yeah, you're just like but you already know like the balance of the force and what happens yeah. we've seen them it in terms of star wars is not the greatest story okay pretty linear but things are told to you and they do happen yeah anakin does off the balance is broken when anakin does go to the dark yep. side and genocides all of the the jedi yep. but that does that we know that now the scale is totally tipped one way exactly we just need a visual of it <laughs> yeah we needed it to be hardcore and explain to us exactly um but yeah definitely love that episode it was cool to see the animation style the designs were great the fights were amazing the design of the sith was okay it was a little weird um uh, but then he takes his mask off and i was like oh this makes a lot more sense now um otherwise yeah so episode one four and five are my top three overall the animations were really neat 
um, episode seven, the bandits of Galak were a very interesting style. It was basically like star Wars India. Cause it was from, I believe that's the Indian studio studio 88, I believe is the studio from India. And it was just super cool because it, they, they infused the Indian culture into the episode and it was colorful and it just felt really different. Okay. Because we kind of talked before we started recording, but like you said, it's a vast universe right. and there would be cultures like that on these planets and there would just be these different ways of life. And it was just super unique. The use of music in this episode was really essential too. The main character has a flute and that is like a reoccurring thing and it's about imagery and symbolism. Okay. The music was really neat because it felt like that traditional like Indian style music but with like a weird sci-fi feel. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like it's, all right. I don't know how, I don't know if the proper way of even saying if it's Indian music, but like, I don't know what the term would be. Yeah. Like the instruments that are being used. Yeah. In tradition. Yeah. So that was super cool. Um, but then, yeah, some of the other episodes just gave you more mythos, about like the Kyber crystals, which was something kyber different. Kyber crystals are cool. Definitely um, uncertain lore towards those. Sometimes yeah. they go one way, sometimes they go another, but exactly. Interesting little crystals, nonetheless. Exactly. I just enjoyed how this season they branched out a lot more of being like, you see these people, they're going to the dark side, maybe, or maybe not. These people are struggling with light and dark. Here's history of the kyber crystals, and here's just people living in this galaxy. Of just stuff, normal. Just normal yeah. humanoids and just kind of chilling, you know? I also think Star Wars is just a great uh, great um, source material for animation. We've talked about this, but... I agree. When you think of lightsaber battles, they are pretty insane, which is probably why the video games are always so cool. And why a lot of effort and choreography... Like, that's why the prequels are so awesome to watch because the they put so much effort into the lightsaber duels. They did. Right? And when they choreographed it, it just it looks epic. Right? And that's kind of the whole point of the lightsaber. They look flashy. But... The original Star Wars trilogy, you're not expecting much, which is fair. I don't. Yeah. But then that's what makes the current trilogy so bad. There's, I think there's, each there's movie has a, like one good fight. It's so low effort on, yeah. the, on the lightsaber battle. The only aspect. good fight I think from The Last Jedi was the throne room scene. And they don't have time to be but, unreal per no, se. No, exactly. But Kylo Ren should be at least broken. Yeah. He was good in the Force Awakens. Okay, he was good with the fight in the forest with Finn okay, and like yeah. you but, know Ray, but, but like good. But he should have destroyed them. Yeah, he was a trained Jedi. Finn never touched a lightsaber before that. And exactly, was he was a trained ridiculous trained Jedi. But the throne room scene in Last Jedi was good, and Rise of Skywalker. I don't know. I just felt like the choreography was yeah. lacking for. But then if you look at Obi Wan Kenobi bells. and you no, watch unreal. like the behind the scenes, of... well, because they care. Yeah. They're like, these are our characters. Yeah, and they care, and they put effort in. And mm-hmm. and both those actors care. Oh, they love Star Wars, so they also put in all the effort. Do you think uh, Hayden Christensen inside the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, he got his redemption? Because I know people are like so iffy with him and like some scenes. And I never and... disliked Hayden I Christensen. Neither did, neither did I. I enjoyed him. People, but... The people that hate Hayden Christensen are, I'm going to call them the Star Wars purists. The elitists. But at the end of the day, George Lucas was right there. Exactly. So if George Lucas didn't like something Hayden Christensen was doing, I'm sure he would have corrected it. Exactly. He was there. He liked it. He liked the delivery. And if you love, 
George Lucas's Star Wars, then you should be accepting that that's what George Lucas wanted. Exactly. And I'm not saying everything George Lucas does and is And that's right. why we but don't if, accept the new trilogy. But if you're going to stand on the hill that that George Lucas's Star Wars the man. Is, the, is, is the best and that he knew what he was doing, then you should be a supporter of Hayden Christensen because George Lucas liked him. George Lucas was there for all those cringe scenes he didn't like. Who do you think wrote them? Yep. Like, who participated the most in it? Like, I'm sorry. But yeah. <laughs> that's that's the The fact. man, the myth, the legend. And I thought he... P- Were some scenes cringe? Mm-hmm. Yes. For Anakin. Absolutely. But I thought kind of the emotionless kind of vibe that you get from, from Anakin kind of made sense for the character. He's yeah. going through a lot. A lot. His mom died. <laughs> well, and, you know, now he's on the edge of, like... The only other person that he truly loves is going to die too. He doesn't want to lose that person. Yep. Yeah, he's going to be, and he keeps everything bottled in. And yeah, so yeah, when he starts to explode all this emotion, yeah, it's going to sound like he's kind of a crybaby, but at the end of the day, he's held in everything for so long. Exactly. So I thought it was, I thought he did a fine job. And then in terms of, I think Obi-Wan, I wouldn't say redemption. I think he finally got, recognized for the actor he is by a lot of the fans. Yeah, I would agree with fans that. Fans that maybe didn't like him in the original prequels. Yeah. I think that the, even they could say they were like, honestly, he did a good job. I liked him. That's fair. I would agree with that. And I and I thought Obi-Wan was great. I loved the show. Like, we talked about it, and I yeah. thought it was a... Were there some things that maybe were a little hit or miss? Sure. But overall, I, I, I enjoyed it. Solid show overall. I'd rewatch it. Yeah. And, I mean, we've never talked about Andor. Maybe we'll talk about Andor. We'll have to have a full star wars recap at the we almost need to do that maybe we'll do that at the end of nope. the year what came out in star wars this exactly. year and do like a full yeah what well, andor is 2022 but not in depth but you know what i mean yeah just a what are star wars, content, star wars yeah. content because now we're starting to get to that point where star wars is really becoming not mcu level in terms of movies mm-hmm. but the content, the content is, for sure it's adding up because that because the thing about that too is with the mcu it's just movies but with star wars it's Video games for you, books for me, Video games, and then the shows. Books. We're getting animated shows. Yep. We're getting live action shows. So there's a lot. There's a lot of content in Star Wars, and some are less good. Some are some are, some are pretty good. solid. And obviously now, the movies are the scary thing. Yeah. Well, like they confirmed three movies. I don't know if we talked about this or not. I can't remember what, but Dave Filoni's directing one of them. They're doing a sequel to the trilogy, the last trilogy, but it's like 15 years later. Yeah, I don't care. And that one just, I don't understand. Maybe it's a way to redeem. Well, I don't know. I don't know what Disney's doing. Hey, we'll see how Ahsoka goes with the time travel, and then maybe that'll fix everything. Yeah, maybe that'll... That'll be... That's how they're going to retcon everything. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Just a lot of failed characters in the the Potential, and then... I don't know. I still go with my thing with the sequel trilogy where Force Awakens was a good, like, hey, this is what's been happening to these characters the last little bit. Here's a bunch of new characters. Let's follow them. It created a lot of good bridges to take, and it did a, it did a good way of bridging the, like you said, the yeah. previous It brought story. back old fans, but created enough content that it created new fans. And it lived up, more or less lived to the hype. I yeah. would say I I was I remember being there in the theaters. Yeah, I remember amazing. seeing it like three times. Exactly. It was theaters, a good was, movie. And I enjoyed it. But the problem that I think they ran into is just they didn't have a complete vision. They mm-hmm. should never have done 
all three films without having already a story. A core in story, place. yeah. Doesn't have to be completely fleshed out, but uh, this is this character. Or, yeah. This is Kylo Ren. This is what he did. Okay, yeah, okay. This yeah. is his journey the through mirroring, the three okay, movies. Okay, he's just like blah blah blah, yeah. Darth Vader, blah blah blah. But what's a different? Maybe what what sets him off that makes him different than Anakin, exactly. and kind of go through, figure out which what what is this character Finn? Who is he? What is his goal? What is his purpose? How is he gonna develop mm-hmm. through these three movies we're gonna create? You pick all these characters and actually develop them, actually go through exactly. them. Because Finn was a great character. They could have made him hella interesting. He was good in Force Awakens. I agree. And they didn't. All the characters were good in Force Awakens, oh, in my opinion. It was so great. Snoke. Interesting character concept. Yeah, who is he? Who's Snoke? No, oh, he's just a clone of the Emperor, I guess. I just, yeah, I feel... They needed a plan. that Even if it wasn't fleshed out, yeah. that they at least knew where the main cast was going or was supposed well, to yeah, be Well, yeah, because you look at Force Awakens, and there are like big points that I can remember on some head is that... Why is Ray source sensitive? Source force sensitive. Who are her parents? They should have already known that. Yeah, they should know that. That should have been decided. Why was Finn able to just pull up a lightsaber and use it? Is Finn force sensitive? Should have already been figured out. I agree. Um, Snoke, the big bad of the trilogy, should should have already figured that out. Kylo Ren, where does he sit on the scale of good to bad? Should have already figured that out. Should have already figured that out. Those are like the four big. Those are like the four main characters. I can really think. Maz Kanata. A pivotal character. Why did she have the lightsaber in her basement of her freaking bar? That definitely deserves some answers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but this is what I mean. The 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 setup was great, but even even with the setup being good, mm-hmm. those decisions of these are the big characters, these are their story arcs should have been decided in a way. This is where I want Ray to go. These are her parents. Exactly. This is why she's force sensitive. This is where they come from. This is that. This is. I saw some things that would have been cool for Finn was that he was part of um, part of Luke's uh, new Younglings. age Jedi, and that he Finn did, do didn't escape, but like was taken by Kylo mm-hmm. for some reason, and like brain altered and lose lost his memories, and that's why he's able to use a that makes of, sense. I mean, I'm still a fan of the theory that he is like the grandchild of Mace Windu, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, there's so many things that they could have done that yeah. they should have had decided instead of you shouldn't have to read the novelization of a movie to understand they shouldn't have been winging it which is essentially what they did they created the first movie and like oh this is a good setup new director new uh, figure it out but then it failed so then they had to bring back the director from the force awakens to wrap up the story like the fact that you can basically skip the last jedi because it's recapped in the beginning of the credits of the rise of skywalker it's not great and then they have to explain a bunch of new story points in the opening credits to finish the trilogy it's just not great, you know? Well, and then they didn't stay true to characters. Obviously, we've seen Mark Hamill talk about it where he's like, and he's he's like, this isn't my Luke, but yeah. I understand that I'm playing a new Luke and that's what exactly. I'm going to do. I'm going to do my job. But the fact that even the actor is capable, like, yeah. a actor who cares obviously knows who their character is. Exactly. They Maybe did- it's time to, that's when you should be listening to someone and being, yeah. let's face it, Mark Hamill's been in Star Wars forever. This is the beginning. Yeah, exactly. You could argue. <laughs> no, he's and, been there uh, a while. Maybe a long time ago. If he says, "I don't think Luke would do that," maybe, maybe he knows maybe. Luke wouldn't do that. Exactly. Maybe you think you know. Like, but, you know, it's like having a cheat when you're when you're writing. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have brought Mark Hamill right in and been like, do you, "How do you think Luke would have handled this?" Exactly. What do you think he would be feeling? How do you think? Well, they yeah, they should have done that. Like even base like. And if you don't like what Mark Hamill says, then maybe you know, you're not there. You're not 
Maybe we're not doing something right, you know? Or at least take their opinion. Right. No, but, but like take his opinion into consideration. They've been playing the characters for They have an idea of how the character would behave exactly. or, react or especially when it's an original situations. story. Exactly. But even like I feel like even they the thought of Luke hmm. even the first film, Luke being away doesn't seem very Luke like the whole Yes and no. I can understand like the way they were going with it. I can see like how heartbroken he would be, but I don't think he just exiles himself. No, I wouldn't think he would exile some exile himself. But I can see him going on a saying I spiritual have to journey. Go. Yeah. yeah. I have and to disappear. Go. Like yeah. just something, yeah. But not just leave and never come back. Yeah. Which is what essentially what he was doing. Yeah. Chilling on not an Luke. island by not himself. Not very Luke. Not very Luke like, no, for sure. I think like I understand why he wasn't in the movie either, because I feel like that would have taken away from some of the characters. But that being said, I don't know. I think like even with Harrison Ford too. Because he did not want to be in that after Force Awakens. And then the fact that they actually got him back for Rise of Skywalker was very lucky. Yeah, I agree with... But... It is what it is. That's just what it's like to be a Star Wars fan. Yep. But anyways, I think that's mostly of the... Most of the Star Wars news recently. Don't think we'll have really much Star Wars update until you play the the game and then Ahsoka. Yeah, in the summer for Ahsoka. But definitely check in. Uh, we'll tweet or post on Instagram story. Yes. If the stream is live of, uh, of the new game, if it will ever play, hopefully it will. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, other than that, we're looking forward to obviously Zelda yep. coming out, uh, next week. We'll have, we'll talk about Guardians. Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We're, we're a little behind on some of the stuff, but we wanted, yeah. we wanted to talk about Star Wars because we were yeah, we're more significantly behind. Exactly, on this, and we want to celebrate our one year with you guys, right? So, next couple episodes will be kind not of not recappy, but like what we've been catch, up to, catching up, we're catching exactly. up on things that have been coming out, things because you've been watching on. and reading a lot because the anime seasons up ahead. I've yeah, read a doing lot a good recently, job of keeping up on the anime season, so we can talk about kind of what shows are exactly. worth the watch, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, well, next week we'll do another little more. Now that we've covered all Star Wars, we're kind of covering a little bit more. A little bit of everything on. else that we've been doing on. And then uh, after that, we'll get back to our regular scheduled break. Chaos. <laughs> exactly. But until then, thank you guys so much for listening. You guys know where to find us on the Discord, on all of our Linktree information. Everything will be all in the description below. We'll catch you guys on Instagram, Twitter, and hopefully TikTok soon. We're yep. going to try and get posting on that. But until then, we'll see you guys next week. Next week. Bye. The Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you. And see you next week.